With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. to know the name, know the genius in you, where in a single moment you can recognize your brilliance and change your life. This is a transformational hour that covers an array of topics that demonstrate how individuals use their native talents, of course as shown in their name, to look at the ordinary in extraordinary ways. Now, every week I tell you that Albert Einstein once said that everybody's a genius. Why would one of the smartest people on the planet declare that everyone is a genius unless he knew that to be true? I'm your host, Sharon Lynn Wyeth, creator of Namology Science and author of Know the Name, Know the Person. And in each weekly show, you get to hear the fascinating ways that other people have discovered the genius in themselves and what they were able to accomplish. And you know that at the end of tonight's show, you'll hear clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius. So how does someone express those creative talents and share those gifts with others in such a way that everybody benefits? Our expert tonight is Julie Chinmayi Dor, and I might have misspelled, mispronounced that middle name, Julie. You didn't. You pronounced it beautifully. <laughs> okay, great. Anyway, she's developed her genius in the area of healing from eating disorders. Now, Julie Chinmayi Dor grew up in Rugby United Kingdom, where she still lives today. That's Britain for everybody that doesn't know that the United Kingdom is the same. She left a banking career in 2007 because of her desire to help others. So then she committed herself to an intense period of learning holistic therapies while incorporating these newly discovered practices, which included yoga, meditation, Reiki, and other modalities into her own life, Chinmayi re uh, realized that she had been managing an eating disorder since her teenage years, which she had previously thought of was just the normal way things were for people in her age group. Yet now, doing her daily healing routine, her binge and emotional eating had almost disappeared. She was advised by her mentors and teachers to journal and write about how and why these practices helped her feel from 
her suffering of disordered eating. This knowledge eventually manifested a comprehensive book called Body Magic, A Blissfully Happy Ending to Emotional and Binge Eating. It, that book immediately became a bestseller in several categories on Amazon, including body image, eating disorders, and teenager health. It went on to be awarded the Janie Loves Highly Commended Award in 2017. So she is here to share with us how to stop binging and what creates such a disorder, as well as how to help someone else when they have an eating disorder. Okay, so welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You radio show, Julie. Oh, you're, it's lovely to be here. Despite the hour, I'm really grateful. I feel, actually, I feel quite privileged to be awake at 2 a.m. in the morning to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that everyone's still going about their day, it's nice to be able to slot into that. <laughs> so thank you for inviting me. Oh, my pleasure. I so enjoyed meeting you when I did. You're just a we delight. Con- we so- connected straight away, didn't we? Yes, we did. So before we delve into the topic of eating disorders, and because I happen to love names and what they tell us on this show, please share with us how your name went from Julie Dore to being called Shimai. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to answering this question, especially in light of, of what you do. So I was, I was christened Julie, and when I was um, doing my second yoga te- teacher training in India, we were told that we will be having a naming ceremony. And I was a little bit like, well, I'm not sure that I want a name that I'm not choosing at my age. But we were given, I was given this name, Chinmai, and my teacher read out um, a little slip which explained what it meant. And I literally burst into tears. It was as if it was a name that was destined for me. Um, and I remember connecting with a few of my fellow students Um, students on the course and even years later now we didn't understand at the time why we were given this name but but now we really do so he read out my name Chinmai and I thought it sounded quite Chinese actually quite oriental almost rather than um, Sanskrit which it it is Um, and Chinmaya is a is the masculine form of the name um, which means bliss and there is actually a mudra which is like a hand gesture called Chinmaya and so Chinmai is the feminine of that so it means an attitude and a bestower of bliss so it's it's the perfect name for me I think now (laughs) now (laughs) now that the eating disorders are gone Yes, okay. yes, probably, yes, yeah. And because we just, normally I do this a little bit later, but because we just spoke about your name, I would like mm-hmm. to interpret your name. Are you ready? Oh my gosh, yes, I'm so ready. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to do your birth name first, a little bit about it, and then the Chinmai, okay? Yes, wonderful. So in your birth name, it says you have a great sense of humor, that you have a lot of self-confidence, that you're highly independent with a very generous heart, and that... Um, you have a short attention span because you get bored easily, and that's because you're absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and so it that you have some fairness issues. You can't stand it when people lie to you. And you have a nice rebellious streak, okay? You don't want to be told mm. what to do. And that, you, that you're always searching for that religion foundation or base. So I think it's mm-hmm. interesting that those are the healing methods that you went to. Now, yes. when you add to it, it says that, you enhance your memory through making things a little bit harder than they have to be because that way you'll remember what's really important. It also has a combination in there that says that um, you can do anything you put your mind to and that you can handle attention coming in your direction and that you're very inclusive with everybody around and that now the whole human race is your family. It also says you'll remember what's important, that you're not going to let other people manipulate you, okay, and that mm-hmm. you're going to be a manifester. So it's interesting what Shimai means, you know, what some of it is in yes. the science system. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's spot on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so getting into your wonderful topic here, and I have dealt with people that have had eating disorders. Okay. Uh, yes. People I greatly cared about. And I know how I went about helping them. Um, literally by just showing up and refusing to leave. I literally moved in 
mm-hmm. and would refuse to leave. And I went through the grocery store with him. And, and, and one time we went around three hours and I said, until you put something in here that you're eating, this is a 24 hour grocery store. We're not leaving. Mm. <laughs> you know, And I literally yes. stayed with them until we got some control back in their life. So mm-hmm. because in, in the circumstance I'm thinking of, it was like she had lost control of everything in her life. And it was like she was going to school. She didn't she had to do what the teacher said. She was student teaching. She had yeah. to do what they wanted. I mean, everybody was putting demands on her and that she had nothing to be in charge of other than her eating. So when someone feels that the world's out of control and that in an attempt to regain some control in their life and the only thing they feel like they can control is their eating habits, and if that causes them to develop an eating disorder, uh, what suggestions would you have for them? I think I think that well, there are there are lots of different eating disorders. First and foremost, I think that's really important to acknowledge. I think the eating disorder that I had, I felt out of control. So I wasn't. It wasn't about trying to gain control. It was a, it was almost an agreement with the universe to let go of that control and to be. And to just seek comfort from food, you know, food was a comforter. Whereas I think a lot of um, eating, well, eating disorders such as anorexia and bulimia are to do with control in not eating food. So I think there is a there is a clear distinction there. And I think it was for me, that's that's how it was. It was an acknowledgement that I could I could actually let go of control of food um until i until i was so sick of sick of myself that i would then want to go on another diet and then withdraw the food from my life to compensate so it was a binge diet cycle of suffering really okay definitely so just so the listeners know Mm. um you know you're very thin (laughs) now okay (laughs) okay so Mm. when you were binging did it did you feel like you had gained weight or size, and then you wanted to shrink back down again? I mean, was okay. it obvious to somebody who would be, you know, in your presence a lot? Well, I think I'm, I'm, I'm an American size eight. So I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm thin particularly. I think I'm slim. I think I have a slim build. And I've never really been a large woman, um, I wouldn't say, but I've never really been skinny either. So I feel like when I this eating disorder that I had wasn't really that obvious to the outside world. Um, I don't think anybody, nobody really knew until I wrote my book, um, and that that's one of the reasons why I use the name Chin Mai Door on my book was because I wasn't ready to acknowledge to my family and friends that I had had this eating disorder for nearly thirty years. It wasn't that obvious to anybody. I wasn't bulimic, so there was no, there were no physical signs of, of, of in my teeth, for example. There were, and for anorexia, I was never really thin, so I was never refusing food. I was just restricting to compensate for the overeating and the binge eating that I was doing in private. So, it was never really that obvious. And for that reason, I think there is um, a real need for education and a real need for people to know that this kind of behavior isn't normal. And I know from the amount of women that are coming to me now for coaching that it's really common and they are really suffering and living from one diet to the next. So this is just scary, especially because of the health risks that you give to your body when you're going through this. And we need to take a break. Stay Mm -hmm. tuned to know the name, know the genius in you, which is being heard on XZBN.net and Exxon broadcast network. And on the website, knowthename.com. Now, after the break, we're going to find out how to recognize the initial signs of an eating disorder. So stay tuned.
It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Now, our guest tonight is Chuli Chinmayi Dor. Her website is Chinmayi Magic, so we will need to spell that for you. It's Chin, like C-H-I-N, and then like the month of May, M-A-Y, and then I, and then magic. So it's C-H-I-N-M-A-Y-I magic.com. So right off the bat here, Chinmayi, um, I want to know, how do you recognize any initial signs of an eating disorder? Like... What was going on with you that you're, that the people around you didn't recognize? And if they knew better and they understood this, what would they have noticed? I think it goes back to a very early age where in order to get approval from my parents, I would finish um, not only my own food, but also um, the other food that was on everybody else's plate. So I would, I would be really happy to like finish everybody else's plate and I actually got quite a lot of approval from my um, parents for doing that um, so it was it was an approval thing so for me they I was felt like I was being a good girl you know for doing that so and then it would go on and on until one day um, my parents my father actually called me the the, the family dustbin and then I realized it didn't sit comfortable with me. And all of a sudden, it wasn't, it wasn't a great thing to having finished everybody else's food. So I realized then that it wasn't, I, wasn't, I was doing something that not everybody else was doing in the family. So that's the first sign I, I noticed. And then I would finish everything that was in the kitchen or it was, I don't know, it was, it was just, I think it was, a, it was a need for approval to begin with. So that's that's one sign is where eating beyond being full, being being satisfied. I think that is probably the first sign and also storing food. So I would store food as well. So just in case I wanted a snack later on and I never did. So instead of eating three meals a day, I would have several snacks in between when I wasn't hungry. So that's another sign that things aren't quite right. So a lot of it is just eating when you're not hungry instead of just stopping because you're full. Yes, exactly. And that was that was normal to me. I didn't understand what the problem was about eating when you're not hungry. It was just eating. It was just a, a good thing to do. It was a nice thing to do. It and was it like can keep you from getting bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. But yeah, absolutely. Yes, it would definitely keep me from getting bored. Yeah. So what suggestions do you have to stop binge eating as plenty of people binge whom we don't consider having an eating disorder, 
but then maybe they do and we just don't know it. Um, I think I think it needs to be we need more awareness. So it wasn't really until 2011 where binge eating disorder became a thing, actually. And we're not so that's not that long ago, only eight years ago, whereas anorexia and bulimia have been known about for a very long time. And they're obvious. Right. In, in most cases, I would say it's pretty obvious if someone has um anorexia because they just lose weight or um and bulimia may be the same you know people disappear after dinner and and um, take themselves off into the bathroom and and vomit you know so and there are there are signs for that but i i think binge eating is has become it's almost become an accepted behavior. I, I just thought I was greedy, to be honest. I didn't think, I thought I was out of control. Um, the diet industry was making a lot of money out of me because it was depending on my binging almost. So it became an option. So after I would binge, I would say, that's okay. I'll just get back on the diet on Monday. So if I binged over the weekend or if I went on holiday, I would overeat like my brain had seen some great food after maybe going without for a few weeks in preparation for a holiday and then at the sight of food it would just not be able to stop so it was it was a leveling off in a way in my mind and I now I wrote a book about why that is so I now understand why people binge and why they diet and and why that is such a a deadly cycle almost because I, when I did kind of start to recover from it, I had a, a terrible, terrible gut issues, um, a very unhealthy gut. And my immune system was so awful for probably 15 years of my life, really, where I would pick up and get sick very easily. I'd pick up any kind of bug that was going around. Um, so, yeah, and I would feed it even more because it needed feeding. I didn't understand the reason why. So, so in your book, give us one of the reasons, uh, a main reason that you feel like that people binge eat. So I believe that binge eating is caused by dieting. So when somebody goes on a diet, um, they trigger in the brain um, and in the gut, actually, because the, the gut is responsible for most of the brain's functions. They trig it's it triggers something called the famine response. So the brain believes that we're in a famine situation. Now, obviously, generations ago, if we were in a famine situation, we would start producing cortisol, which would put fat around our middle, and it would slow down our metabolism because our food supply would be shortened. So the brain believes that we're in a famine. Now, because the metabolism has slowed down, when we come off the diet, we cannot stop ourselves eating. So the, the eyes see a feast, see the food, and they think, OK, right, we need to stock up now because we don't know when another famine is coming. So the brain's not aware that we have plenty of food in our cupboards, plenty of food in the supermarkets, and we can eat whenever we want to. It just thinks that we're in a famine situation. So once we do see food again, we cannot stop. The metabolism is still slow, so we gain weight because we can't metabolize the food in the way that we should be able to. So how would we want to get that metabolism back going again after, you know, They've done this dieting and whatnot just to get back to normal. We need to stop. We need to stop binging, basically. We need to stop dieting, first of all, um, because I've found that the more the more people go through this cycle, the more diets that they try um, and the more binges that they have, the, the shorter the distance, the time between each of them gets. So the, the first thing to do is to stop dieting, basically telling the brain that the, there is a sh there's going to be a shortage of food. Um, and that involves eating little bits of food um, regularly throughout the day for a little while, just until the brain um, acknowledges that there is more food coming and the metabolism can speed up again. But it is without counting, without restricting um, and without any fear of not having enough food. It's encouraging the brain to believe that there is no famine. 
can an eating disorder be identified in both having too little weight on somebody and too much weight on people? Or are all people that have a disorder on the thinner side? Definitely not. So generally, um, in terms of anorexia and bulimia, generally, I'm speaking very generally because I, I haven't suffered with either of those, then there is there is an obvious, there is something physically obvious that they have um, a, a, a dysfunctional relationship with food. Certainly with binge eating, it's binge eaters are very clever because you wouldn't necessarily know and I've got clients who are the perfect size six I guess um in American terms who who um you would never know you would never know it's all happening inside and in secret and they are compensating by food restriction and dieting after a binge so they're maintaining what we we would call a healthy weight by restricting their food after a binge a binge session so and then the dieting brings on another binge session they feel like um they failed all over again so they go on another diet i've tried every diet i must have tried at least 50 different diets throughout my life uh, several that, times <laughs> that just i'm an expert on them all <laughs> that just sounds amazing to me so aren't there health risks in binging and that you talked a little bit about what it does to the gut yes absolutely yeah no and and and, and i it's actually it's actually a mental health disorder you know because it's 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 i mean for me it was it when i look back it was it was insanity because I would obsess about food my whole day. I would wake in the middle of the night and think, oh, my gosh, what can I eat? I'm, and tell myself that I can't sleep until I've eaten. So I would come downstairs. I would make some food and, and a hot drink and I would eat. And I wouldn't be able to even think about going back to sleep until I'd eaten it. Um, and I, I know I know lots of women, some of my clients who who binge a lot during the night. So they have a food supply, especially for the middle of the night, and they cannot yeah. help themselves. That's really <clears throat> interesting. I'm thinking mm. about different guests that I've had in my house, and I have in, in the downstairs where the guest room is. There's also a refrigerator, you yeah. know, and and I watch how and there's cupboards. And so I watch sometimes how different food disappears in the middle of the night. So they would be your binge eaters then. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's just a one-off like midnight munchie session. (laughs) But um, yeah, I I, I do. We're not designed. We're not supposed to eat at night, really. Our metabolism and all of our digestive system goes into a state of repair. So we're not we're not designed to have an intake at night. Okay, so if we are, so we need to take another break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on xzbn.net and Xzone Broadcast Network Station and on the website knowthename.com. Now, this show is dedicated to helping people who either have an eating disorder or love someone who has an eating disorder. Now, after the break, we're going to find out more about some of the different ways that Shamayi has assisted people. Stay tuned. here and they've been here for thousands of years making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. 
Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Now, our guest tonight is Julie Shinmai Dor, who can be reached via her website, Chinmai Magic. Again, it's C H I N M A Y I magic.com. If you have a hard time with the spelling of it, know that it'll be on the show notes on the website, knowthename.com, on, you know, underneath the Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. So, Chinmai, before the break, you were talking to us about the health aspects of binging. Uh, would you please mm-hmm. go ahead and continue with what you were going to say? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, I think it's it is it's a it's a holistic. We need a holistic approach when we look at this eating disorder. As with many eating disorders, a lot of people consider eating disorders to be 100% a mental health issue. I think um, it starts from a physical issue where we there are different reasons why people binge eat, but we need to look at a, take a holistic view of the person um, and. One of the ways that I'm doing it is to help people connect with their body again, because ultimately it's the mind that is responsible, but the body has been through a lot. So it's about connecting, respecting and honoring the body again and and, and feeling this new relationship with the body. One of the ways that, that that happened for me, just purely coincidentally, I didn't intend to set out like this, was when I went to India to do my yoga teacher training. I got to know yoga on a very deep level, on a holistic level. And I do know, I realized then that yoga was actually helping me to overcome my binge eating on a physical level because I was developing a compassion and respect for my body that I hadn't had previously. So yoga is a really great way of doing this because everything is done mindfully. Now, that's opposed to, say, for example, being in a gym where you're on a treadmill and you're watching television show whilst you're doing it and, and numbing out. So you're not aware of the, what the body is doing. Yoga has the opposite effect. So you're very much connecting with what the body is capable of and, and feeding into those stretches and poses and, and practices. So the physical connection and compassion for that physical body is really, really important. So we come from a place of rather than berating our body and blaming our body for a gaining weight to feeling complete compassion for the body. So that's one of the physical ways that I was able to connect with my um, eating disorder and start to heal it. 
I wonder if swimming would do the same thing because everything I've ever read says swimming is such a wonderful exercise and you can't watch TV while you're swimming. No, you can't. I guess it depends on how you approach it. So I'm, I ran a marathon and I really do believe that I'm not a runner. You know, I, it felt like a real effort for me to do that. Whereas you see some people and they just love running and they're like, enjoy it, enjoy it. And I'm like, enjoy it. I'm so nervous. You know, I've trained for three months for this. So it wasn't a pleasure for me to run a marathon, but I know that for a lot of people it is. And I think it's, it depends on your mindset, really. You know, it depends on how you approach it. And I think if swimming, if, you know, if you're if you're if you're in touch with your senses whilst you're swimming and you can feel the water running through your fingers and along your body and it feels clean, uh, clearing and nurturing, then I could really appreciate how that might be the case. Certainly. So, well, I was just trying to think of options for people that didn't want to do yoga. Yeah, so, yeah. You have the first three chapters. That's the first 50 pages of your book, Body Magic, available to our listeners so that mm. they can find out why they overeat. So how can they access that? Yes, I'm delighted to be able to offer this to them. They can access it by going um, to a link, which is bit.ly, so that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash and then it's all lowercase and this is really important with the bitly links it's body magic b-o-d-y-m-a-g-i-c and then the number three so the numeral three and they will put just let me know where to send it and i will send them the um the the link to get the first uh, 50 pages of the book well the link's going to be available it's already on the show notes that are on the website knowthename.com and they'll also go out in my newsletter now any of you that are not getting the newsletter um, from us all you have to do is go to knowthename.com and ask for any of the signups where you put in your email and you will get that newsletter that comes out every thursday and you will see uh, Chinmayi's link to that. Um, and it'll be easy for you to get it that way, too, or on my website, knowthename.com, under the schedule. So, okay, so it's, I'm excited for them that they can go through those first 50 pages and, and figure out if they're overeating, if they feel like they are, why they're overeating. Because I think yes. in able to solve anything, you first got to know why you're doing it. Absolutely. And if and if we we can't solve an emotional eating or a binge eating disorder by dieting, it's it has the opposite effect. We need to go a little bit deeper. If we're emotionally eating, then surely we need to look at the emotions as well as the eating to establish what the pattern is. Well, I look at the word diet and it's like killing it. Die it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, so did you find Chimayi, did you find like a perfect way of eating that would be normal that you could suggest to people to just say, you know, if you eat like this, everything normalizes out? No, I didn't, because that would have been another diet. So eventually I... I, I now um, maybe just have a smoothie in the morning. About mid-morning, I have a brunch. And sort of late afternoon, rather than evening, I have my main meal of the day. But it doesn't always work out like that. I'm, I'm a self-employed entrepreneur myself. So and my life, like sometimes I have to get up at two in the morning to do a lovely interview, <laughs> you know, so... And sometimes, you know, so that will mean that I'm really hungry when I wake up in the morning. So I can never be too sure, you know, how my appetite's going to be. I have learned to connect with my hunger. So I don't and I and I practice delayed gratification. Um, and in that way, my, I, my mind knows that food is coming without panicking. So I don't have a fear of hunger anymore. So I don't I don't have a tendency to binge um, well, I don't, I don't overeat, actually. I'm, I'm happy to just eat enough until I'm satisfied. So, And that's I've, the real key right there, just eat till you're satisfied. Yes, yes. Rather than overeating because there's a chance that you're worried that you're not going to get food for a while. while. So it's, it's being okay with being hungry because, you know, my brain would have believed that, that you know, there was a potential famine around the corner therefore it would either overeat or it would look for a, a store of food I would store food just in case 
Yes, thank you. Well, I know that my dad helped many people. He's a physician and he helped many people with, with what you would call diets or how to maintain a regular weight. And he taught that you could eat anything and everything you want for breakfast, but you eat it when you first get up in the morning. And lunch and dinner are interchangeable. And mm-hmm. so one of the meals is a protein and a vegetable, and the other meal is a protein and a fruit. And mm-hmm. if, you know, if you see that apple pie or you see that lasagna or whatever it is that you're wanting, you just have it for breakfast the next day and it's fine. And because of his teaching, and he'd say, you know, eat, eat your final meal by seven at night at the latest. You know, it's better if it's earlier. But because mm-hmm. of that, I recently changed my eating to eating my largest meal at breakfast time. And then at lunchtime, which to me is like two in the afternoon, um, just having a salad. And then anything I eat after five, I just told myself it has to be fruit because it digests quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so I was just like going, how do I want to do this for a while? You know, so I thought, mm, I'll try eating this way. And I think as long as the body gets fed periodically, it knows <laughs> it's coming. So mm. tell us more about your book and why you wrote it. I went, um, I was going to do an online course, actually, um, about how I'd recovered. I was looking, I went on one, one of these like kind of courses to, to see what my topic was, what I was really passionate about. And it just came to me in a flash, really. I did a mind map. I wrote body magic in the middle of it and on all of these topics all around the outside. And there were about 26 different topics. And the lady that was uh, facilitating this training program, she looked over my shoulder. She says, that's not a program. That's a book. You know, write the book first and then do the program afterwards because you've got so much content, you know. And and I'd never, I, I failed my English um, examinations when I was younger. I couldn't write anything. You know, I just, and that was, that was a belief, obviously. And I thought, I could never write a book. I could never write a book, you know, but. I think when you know your topic, I just couldn't stop. Once I started, there was no stopping me. And it's probably one of the longest books in the self-help department. I agree with you there. I mean, yeah. when as a math major, when people would tell me, oh, you're going to write a book, I'd look at them and laugh and go, yeah, you know why I'm a math major? Because I didn't want to do the English. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? But I loved maths. <laughs> but, but you're right. Once you start, when you have a topic that you want to share, you get it out there. Mm. Yeah, it felt divinely guided, actually. I, I look back at it. I read it. Even now, I look back at some of the chapters and I think, wow, did I really write that? <laughs> yeah, you I know. love that feeling. <clears throat> yes. And I think you get into the, you know, when you get into the flow of it. Well, mm-hmm. we need to take our last break. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Now, after the break, we're going to find out what Shinmayi has in her name that has assisted her that you just might have in your name as well. Stay tuned. here and they've been here for thousands of years making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. 
Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Christopher Fulton is a survivor of the National Security State. All he wanted to do was preserve history when he acquired a Cartier watch from the estate of President Kennedy's personal secretary. But that simple act set off a terrible chain reaction. He was pursued by the U.S. Justice Department and the FBI, thrust into the middle of the U.S. government's Assassination Records Review Board, even monitored and pursued by the Russian government. All because that Cartier watch was the missing link of evidence, a timepiece worn by JFK that fateful day in Dallas, a link resulting in Christopher being incarcerated and attacked for nine years because he opened a hidden chapter in history. The intriguing journey outlined fully in Christopher Fulton's memoir, The Inheritance, is available now through trinday.com or amazon.com. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination by Christopher and Michelle Fulton is a must-read, an incredible tale of how easily our own government can overrule justice. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Now, our guest tonight is Julie Chinmaya Dork, whose website is chinmayimagic.com. Again, you can find that spelling at knowthename.com under the schedule, and you will also see the link to her free gift for you. And she's taken her skills to a level where she's able to assist others who have eating disorders. So, Shinmai, what's your long-term dream for the people you are reaching with the Body Magic message? My long-term dream would be that people look at why they have an issue around food instead of trying to fix it with a diet. So, looking at why they're turning to food, finding out what the emotion is that's driving their eating behavior so that it doesn't become an eating disorder in the first place. And I think this has to happen with more awareness of our relationship with food because food can be a drug, right? So it's usually driven by sugar in some way. And sugar is one of the most potent drugs on the planet that we can access at all ages. So it, be, it needs to be an awareness of how food can become a dependency. That's well, what and- I would say. Possibly, do you think that some of the reasons the emotional is if they're not being nurtured some other way in their world, that then they nurture themselves with food? Yes, absolutely. Like any addiction, like alcohol, cigarettes, drugs, you know, um, social media, you know, people are are numbing out with social media more and more now. And that's reducing our attention span, you know, our, our capacity to remember things. So I think there's, there's a lot of stuff that we're using to numb out from, from whatever life is serving us. So I, think so, it's, I think more awareness of that would be good, like how to be present and be with other people and, and talk and communicate rather than turning to social media to air our problems where we don't get the response that we, we humanly need, really. I think it'd be wonderful if we all learned how to love ourselves and how to be Mm -hmm. with ourselves where we didn't need other people, but we simply enjoyed other people when we were with them. It does seem to me that the next, this generation, the younger generation are constantly looking for validation and approval from their friends by, you know, putting what they, even what they had for dinner or, you know, what they did at school or what they've done, um, you know, the friendships that they've got They're constantly looking for approval, um, and I'm not sure what form that could take to stop them feeling like they they need that. Yeah, instead to learn how to approve of themselves. Totally, yeah, absolutely. You know, talking about that with even putting down the food of what they're eating on social media, uh, restaurant Mm. owners that I know have said that now people take longer in the restaurant because they're all taking snapshots of the food where before they would just eat and get out and they could serve more people. 
and now mm, they're they're able to serve less people, so the prices had to go up because everybody wants to take pictures to share. <laughs> mm. Which I yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is new. I would argue, though, that having that pause is actually a really good thing. Yeah, <laughs> actually exactly. taking some time to approve the food rather than just woofing it down. It's a shame they had to put the prices up, though. <laughs> right. Well, and, and also, it's like, isn't that good advertisement for your restaurant? Look at what good food we found here. Isn't yes. Um, yeah. What changes to the messages that diet, that the diet industry puts out would you like to see? I would like to see so before and after shots. I would like to I would like to see them gone because they they are a false message. Because if diets don't work, especially for an emotional eater, then that is false advertising. And not only that, there is such a way of manipulating photography now that I don't think it's fair. I think most of these pro these pictures have been manipulated in some way and give a false impression. So that's one aspect of the diet industry that I would like to see. Um, could I just tell you a really quick story? So sure. I was I was part of a, a massive diet um, um, company. I was name I can't mention. I don't think. Um, and we were asked to. Um, I received a text message. In the final weeks of my time with them, I received a text message to say that would I make a cake using one of their recipes and come along to um, to the next meeting with this cake or buy one of their cakes, their branded cakes, for um, a bake-off, a charity bake-off. And when I asked which charity it was for, they said Diabetes UK. <laughs> 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 which was the final nail in the coffin for me I thought how can you encourage people to eat cake to raise money for a diabetic situation <laughs> organization <laughs> so yes I think there is a lot of misinformation and a lot of lack of understanding about how bad dieting can be for one's health well I know with the blue blue how do you pronounce that bulimic um bulimic Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. And and the anorexia, you know, that can stop the heart from beating. Yes. You know, they get those irregular heartbeats from that, which are just mm. really scary and dangerous. Yes. So your website's currently under construction, and I just want to let everybody know that that goes there. So what's going on with the website? Well, I'm having um, a lady work on it through the night tonight. <laughs> so if you're if you're on it this evening, you probably won't be able to access it. But it is fully functioning. Um, it's just I've been developing it to include more of what I do and more of what I've learned over the last couple of years. So, yeah, so chinmymagic.com is actually the the yoga aspect of my business so if you put in body between the words chinmay and magic that will take you to the um, eating disorder aspect of my of my business so chinmybodymagic.com will take you to the to the website that you that will give you more information about what I'm doing in the meantime. Okay, great. I will add that to, yes. to, my, <laughs> to my show yeah. notes that goes on my website yeah. so that everybody yeah. can find that. Thanks for Thank that. Thank you. Because I, I went and I went, okay, what's up with this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's just a part of the website that's under construction. So I, what I did was I, I took another aspect of it, made it to chin my body magic so that people wouldn't have to wait while that part of it was under construction. So Great. Now, yeah. Shinmaya, if you could change one thing about people's understanding or how they look at the world, what would that be? To allow themselves to be in their emotions, for the, to allow themselves to appreciate their emotions as a fundamental and very necessary part of who they are, rather than trying to blank them or cover them up or numb them in any way for society to be able to accept those emotions and to share those emotions as our predecessors would have done in tribes you know to be able to sit down and talk about them in a group um, and to see that as a strength rather than a weakness interesting is there anything else that you're currently working on other than your website that you'd like to share um yeah, I'm, I'm doing a lot of interviews um, um, to try and get my message out into the world. I've, I've got a very um, 
a very um, thriving Facebook group, uh, which helps people to learn a little bit more every every couple of days about emotional eating and binge eating disorder. I, I have a podcast myself and a television show with Raven um, TV International. And yeah, just trying to really get my message out to the world. Um, as so much if as somebody possible. wanted to join your Facebook group, how would they go about that? So it's emotional and binge eating support. So that would be on Facebook. I also have Body Magic and End to Emotional and Binge Eating, which is the Facebook page. Um, either is good, really. Um, some of the the more more activity takes place in the group, which is more on a private level. But if they just want some general information, unfortunately with Facebook they don't get to see it all, so that's that's um, that's part of the problem. So if they go to my website and they sign up for the list, they are guaranteed to get information from me through the email. I don't write to them very often. I think a monthly newsletter is plenty, but from the monthly newsletter they can then select to go off and find out more from the podcast or the television show or some of the other social media platforms that I share information on. So it's better to get on the email list so that at least they've got the option then of finding out more well, about what Chin, I'm doing. Chinmai, I am so pleased and thankful that you came to join us, especially knowing that you had to get up so very early living there. In, <laughs> it's Britain been a Port. delight, a first for me, and I've enjoyed it immensely. It wasn't as difficult as I thought, you see. Yay. Like everything in life, you know. It, it's, we always think that it's going to be very difficult to overcome an eating disorder. But actually, once we get help and we reach out to people who know, there are experts all around the world that are able to help with this. So my message is really reach out, don't hold back because you don't need to suffer like I did for three decades. It's really important to get help and support. Well, thank you for being with us. Now be mm -hmm. prepared and surprised and pleased when you get to experience Julie Chinmayi's Dora's work. Her website again is chinmayibodymagic.com. Now Chimayi's name indicates that she has a great sense of humor and will always be a seeker of more information as she has a short attention span. Now this is found in the first vowel in her first name of being a U from her birth name of Julie. If your first vowel and your first name is you, you too have these same qualities. Do you want to know where your genius lies and what your purpose is? Would you like to know the seven things that you came to learn that are revealed in your name? Schedule a session for yourself at knowthename.com under the services tab and give yourself the gift of a reading. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, host of the radio show, Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is heard every weekday at various hours right here on xzbn.net radio and XZone Broadcast Network and on knowthename.com. Remember, once you know the name, you know the real person. This is Sharon Lynn Wyeth signing off. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? 
The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today.